Hi, this is Gordon from Scotland. You're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast. Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. This is Gordon. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Oh, how are we doing? Champion. 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 <laughs> what does that mean? Very northern. All oh, right. Okay. What's Scotland like? Is it raining, Gordon? It's actually dry right now, um, which I'm quite pleased about. Wow. We're talking about distant sun today. Can you see the sun today? Not quite. It's been on the clouds. Is it's... it in quite a distant location then? Oh, he's doing it now. He's he's doing mm. the puns. Oh, it's all gone wrong already. <laughs> I know, I know. Right, we've got some news. Well, we were talking about the, the uh, Milan show, of course. Uh, uh, this, was, this is recorded on the 28th of August, which means that yesterday Lacuna Call played in Milan, supporting uh, Deftones and System of a Down, of course. Some good pictures come out of the show, by the looks of things. Looks like everybody had a good time. Did, and there was some, uh, from what I can gather, some pretty heavy circle pits going on during Lacuna Call, which is which is a first, I must admit. Circle pits. Circle I pits. Have, I have seen circle pits before at Lacuna Call shows. Have they you? don't happen very often. Yes, I, I saw one. I think I might even have seen one in Manchester once when they during the, when they played what song was it? I can't remember what song. It was definitely a circle pit. I'm guessing it wasn't Wide Awake or Cold Heritage. No, no, it wasn't. No. I think it was the acoustic show they did it to. No, that's, that's a lie. Uh, but anyway, there's some really, really, good, really good pictures online, so we'll post some of those in the show notes. You'll also have seen, if you look out, Christina's posted a few times on Facebook recently some pictures, and she's mentioned in her updates that uh, she's working on lyrics for the new album, which is all very exciting. I don't know about you guys, but Dark Adrenaline still feels quite fresh and new to me. So it feels like we're kind of being spoilt with the fact that the band are already working on a new album. I don't know what you think thoughts are on that. I think it's fresh, really, because we didn't have a tour to support it, did we, as much. We had the the uh, dark, darkest adrenaline thing with the... Dark uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, um, that they did. They didn't do, like, a full album uh, tour to go with dark adrenaline, so that's probably why, maybe. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think by comparison, I think Shadow Life, we were kind of spoiled in that we got, I think it was three UK tours in the end of that cycle, so, you know, certainly spoiled. Yeah. Uh, that's very true, very true. But saying that, Dark Adrenaline is probably my most played Lacuna Core album of all time now. It just always seems to be on. Today in the podcast is Gordon. You're from Glasgow, aren't you, Gordon? More or less. Um, More or less. <laughs> actually, North Lanarkshire, but if Glasgow was the size of London, I would be inside London. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So, first question I got for you then yep. is: uh, How did you get into Lacuna Coil? Um, it was quite by accident. I was flying off on holiday, and I'd never flown before. And the folk I was going with said, "Oh, flying's quite boring. Get yourself a couple of magazines to read when you're on the flight." And uh, one of them happened to have a piece about Lacuna Coil. And that, the US was back in 2004, so it was like a couple of years after Comalize had come out. And it just sounded really interesting. So when I got back from holiday, I went on Amazon and ordered Comalize. And 
has been it's all kind of spiraled from there. I feel like. Have you seen the band live? Have yes, um, thirteen times all in, quite a way behind yours. <laughs> I don't know, thirteen is a pretty good number actually. That's, that's that's not shoddy at all, is it? Really, it's a lucky number. Honestly, <laughs> the only other band you comes close to that is Ocean Colour Scene, and I think it's name's only like nine or ten times. So that was only a longer period. What do you remember your shows? Remember the first show? Where was it? Do you remember? The first show was it was in King Tut's in Glasgow. Quite a popular place, or looking for as we said. Um, that was back in October 2005, and it was the Evening With tour. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, pretty pretty good start to looking for live shows. You know, um, looking for oil plus special guests, looking for oil. Yeah, it's a good way to start your uh, live career, as it were. And you saw them another 12 times after after that. How far have you travelled? Because you've come down to London to see them, haven't you? We've met in London. I've been to London oh, three times. Yeah, three times. I wrote a cheat sheet before we started. I've got them all listed here. <laughs> Ten was the first one, um, 2011, then, uh, last year as well. So That's the farthest I've been. I'd like to go further, but um, time and money. Yes, of course, of course. I think we'd all like to go. Uh, well, certainly as far as Milano, if yesterday's shows I need to go by, and Vietnam, etc., etc. <laughs> Have you met the band during the, when you've seen them live? I have done. Um, actually, well, in 2008, they were supporting Built for My Valentine, and it was at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. Uh, I met Mouse there, but I didn't meet the rest until ooh, 2009, King Tuts again. That was the first time kind of meeting them properly, um, in the alleyway behind the venue. Um, there's a couple of pictures on the internet of me with a big stupid smile on my face. Nothing wrong with that, mate. It was quite quite a moment, you know, because the, the previous times, um, uh, 2005 at King Tut's and Barrow in 2006, I had to give people a lift after the gig so I couldn't hang around. Um, so <laughs> it took a few attempts, but yeah, worth waiting for. Yeah, really nice people, aren't they, when you... Yeah, I can't honestly have met a lot of famous people, but you you can expect them to be a bit stuck up if you like. But they're, they're absolutely not like that at all. They're, they're very friendly. I love how they make time for their fans. That's such a great thing. So I'm sure if they came out of the venue and there was nobody there, they'd be perfectly happy to just go on the tour bus. But you know, the fact that they'll take time to get around everybody, I think that's that's a really good thing. You talked about your first album being comalized back in 2004 when you first um, heard about the band. Yeah. Uh, I take it by now you've you've got all the albums? Uh, I do have all of them, yes. Um, uh, albeit my EPs is in the form of the single CD they put out more recently, but um, that still counts, right? Yeah, absolutely counts. Oh, absolutely. Don't worry about that. That's good. And do you have a favourite album? I would say probably still comalize i don't know if i would necessarily judge it as the best album but just because of being the first one yeah no i completely understand that and what about a song uh oh that's a hard question i do like comalize the song to pick out that single one fucking do that <laughs> hyper fast hyper fast excellent song Okay, so uh, the question we ask everybody who comes on the podcast is, um, what does being a Lacuna Call fan mean to you? At risk of sounding like a cliche, um, it does feel like a big family. Um, I mean, I'm 
I'm quite a shy person. I don't know if that necessarily comes across, but you can go to a gig someplace you've never been before, and you can go and talk to other fans, and everybody's very friendly and pretty open. So, uh, you know. And the other thing we say is, roughly about a third of all my Facebook friends, uh, I got to know them through Lacuna Coil. So, um, I think that probably says quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Excellent. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I, I just like to make a general appeal. Um, if anyone has bought or even just played a Schecter Mouse C7, I'd love to know what it's like. That's Mouse's signature guitar. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. So if anybody has bought one, because they... Did they come out in the UK, or do you have to get them imported? Because I know they're a relatively <laughs> recent thing, aren't they? Uh, you can get them imported from, but it has to be a Schecter UK dealer. So you can get it. You generally have to get them from the States, though. But you can get it on discount if you get it from a dealer. Are you thinking of getting one, then, Gordon? I'd thought about it. Brutally honest, I don't really have the money at the moment, but if it was a nice car, I would see what for it, maybe. It right. is a nice guitar. <laughs> it is a nice guitar. Maybe you can ask Mouse next time you see him what he thinks of it. I might do that. <laughs> one, one would like to think that he probably likes it quite a lot but uh, we'll, we'll let that one go off record just in case he's, his opinion differs from what we'd expect it to be yep. okay well thank you very much for joining us today yeah, no problem and uh, well, I'm sure we'll speak to you very soon if not at the next show which um, are you going to the Glasgow show by the way uh, that is the intention yes I'm intended in Glasgow and Bristol. Ah, oh, excellent. Oh, well, there we go. Not getting down to London this time, though. Nah, if, if, if it was a headlining show, I almost certainly would. But since it's a sports slot, uh, I'd be saving the money. Yeah, I understand. I save up for that guitar. Yeah, save up for the guitar. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll, they'll maybe come back and do headlining shows early next year, but uh, no guarantees of that. But we can love hope, can't we? Yeah, we can all hope. Absolutely, we can all hope. I, it'd be interesting to see how the um, the release of the forthcoming album. We don't even have, have a schedule, but they're promising early two thousand and fourteen. Uh, be interesting to see how that ties in with any shows or any tours they do. So I think that's very much going to determine what their schedule likes in two thousand and fourteen. If uh, past experience is anything to go by, October tour then. Oh, there's always an October tour. <laughs> It'll be a bad year when we don't get something. But, uh, yeah. review this week we are reviewing distant sun uh, from lacuna core's album unleashed memories russell is your go i think it is, it is isn't it? right yeah. oh, i guess Dist- the first time yeah <laughs> distant sun just to keep it themed with our usual weekly podcast weather it's a song about the sun Right, I'll I'll keep this short and snappy. Um, I've always viewed Distant Sun as a, pardon the shit pun, a distant cousin of When a Dead Man Walks in terms of the 
the musicality of it it's very very similar in terms of the the setup of the the songwriting and the and the composition or at least it does to me um i'll be honest i've always viewed this as one of the more underrated or understated songs on the album i should say and it's only probably within the last year or so i've come to appreciate it a lot more um big big fan of the song um, I love the vocals from Christina and the, the melodies that are thrown in there. Um, it's probably the closest, it's a strange thing to say, but it's probably the closest song uh, musically that Lacuna Coil get, at least in my opinion, to symphonic metal in terms of the, the dual keyboards that are in the song combined with the guitar line. It just adds sort of different textures and with sort of the, the ad libs and the melodies that Christina does in there. There's just something about it that strikes that that call with me i don't know why it just it just does um lyrically i've sort of taken this as two two different ways really predominantly that it's a, a relationship song uh, and a longing for someone and there's a lot of sort of talk about sort of the spirit or the soul and how it's sort of investing in sort of the third person in this case the the persona of christina now you could view that as sort of um, the soul of the person and also the way the lyrics are structured it could possibly be sort of a form of sexual intimacy in terms of the the the, uh, the lines that are in that uh, just a couple of thoughts and uh, that's about it really cool what about you mike He's uh, summed it up pretty much you perfectly. You can't keep saying that. You can't keep going second and then saying you've summed it up perfectly. You well, it's so much I concur. There you Does, go. He even listen, new, new... Does he even listen to this song? Come no, on. I have got it in front of me now. I, I think we, we should switch this and now future reviews, right? Just one of us reviews it and then each one follows and says, yeah, I, I concur. Yes, make it quicker, wouldn't it? My 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 initial thoughts were that if you replace, I think it's a love song kind of uh, thing about relationships that Russell touched upon. So if you replace the sun with love, like distant love, I think works well maybe with it. Um, I don't know if any of you agree with that at all. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that bit. All right, go on, keep going. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 I do, li- I do like it, but the on- the only, the only problem I have with it is, is, is its place on the album. That I think that it should be higher up on the album, squeezed in somewhere else, because I think it's it shouldn't be near the end of the album. Uh, yeah, I, that's my opinion. That oh, I think that's interesting. That it, it could. I don't know where it would slot in. I, I just think that the album builds and builds and builds and builds and then this is where it's slotted in and I think it's for me it's completely in the wrong place I think but, maybe when we finish the end of Unleashed Memories maybe we should uh, yeah. have, have a go at jiggling the songs around reordering it yeah yeah quite an interesting thing to do but uh, musically I really like it I think that it, it works very well and I, I really like the song it's, it's good alright I'll have a stab at it um, I really love the keyboard opening on this song. I think it's really different from the rest of the songs on the album. And I, I probably my favourite part of the song, maybe second favourite, is when the guitar's kicking right at the beginning. That that great bass that hits is really good. Uh, I don't know if it's a mix on the album. I'm probably going to complain about the mixing again. Um, shut, I know, shut up, Matt. Yeah, I know. But um, I really like the close harmony that we get between Andrea and Christina here. Yeah, and I can't decide, especially in the first, the first couple of verses, whether or not they've mixed the harmonies so close together, or whether or not there's 
they're just mixing Christina's harmonies on top of um, out with a kind of a low tone of her voice. It's really hard to tell. I'm pretty sure it's Christina with a kind of a, an Andrea backing up for the for, well, backing focus, I should say, for the first couple of verses, which are by far my favourite part of the song. The first verse in particular, I think that's the the whole four lines that make that that verse sums up the content of the song itself everything else is is, is just kind of refrain really for, in my for, as far as i'm concerned uh particularly I, i'm feeling your sun shines away from me which um sort of comes on to what i think is the the purpose of the song or the reason behind the song um in terms of the the rest of the song i love that break after the, the part that says what can i do without your presence here a never-ending pain and then you get that that real break and a really good instrumental in terms of what it's about i i think this is about the, the end of a relationship uh, i don't really think i think it's it's, it's about love but it's about a, an obsessive desperate love it's quite sad the song actually i don't think it's about death lacuna Chord did enough of that on in a reverie uh, this one's definitely about a relationship <laughs> there is a, a sense and i think this comes back to the title of the song right at the beginning it says your your light is shining away your sun is shines away from me and then of course the title is distant sun so i i get a sense a little bit like cold heritage this is a bit of a kind of a a post breakup plea between sort of someone saying i still love you i you're still inside me i still hold you in my heart even though you're not there kind of thing it's quite sad it's a little obsessive though i feel towards the end but just because of the way the song progresses which is in some respects makes it feel a little un- uncomfortable is probably too strong a word but there is a sense of obsession there i would say it's probably my least favorite song on the album now before everybody screams and kills me over the internet um we are talking about unleashed memories here uh, so it is still a great great song i like it probably musically more than lyrically but I think it does come together very well. Gordon, you've been listening. What do you think of uh, Distant Sun? Uh, I concur with everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I think I think it's been what you said all. Um, it's it's not my favourite song, but at, at the same time, I, I do really like. It. I think it's quite quite a good song to have on just in the background. Yes, it's not kind of full on. Head bangy, but it's it's quite melodic, and you know the still has a heavier bit when the guitars come in. So. A good point that you made. I must admit, I had it on repeat for about twenty minutes before we sort of come to record this, and I think you've sort of hit the nail on the head with that sort of first sort of close harmony. Because I thought the same. You really can't tell. It could either be sort of multiple layers of Christina's vocals, but alternatively, it does sound like there's got an element of Andrea in it, but you really can't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell. And I tell you, the other thing was that um, the the lines that go, but now it's too late, I know is, is natural, but now, what can I do without your presence here? Never any pain. So just before the instrumental, mm. I think, and I've listened to this so many times, that we're actually hearing Christina harmonise with herself. So she sung the song twice in, in in two different vocal styles, and it's been mixed together. And I do think that is Christina and Christina. And the the one verse which is Andrea, which is and now will something happen to me? How did I lose my guide? You left me all alone. Great few lines, and that's Andrea with Christina harmony, sort of close harmony support. And I really love what they've done with the mixing of the song. It's probably thinking back on it now. Although I said I like it musically more than lyrically, I was thinking of the lyrics rather than the way the lyrics have been blended with the music. But the 
the blending of the lyrics really works very, very well. Arguably too well, because it's actually sometimes hard to tell the difference between the two vocalists, if you see what I mean. Mm. It does feel very loud. It's a good song. What are we going to give it numbers-wise, then? What are you, Russ? Solid 8 out of 10 for me, in comparison to the uh, the rest of the songs on this album. 8 out of 10, Mike? I will go for 8, simply because I think it should be higher up somewhere, but we'll talk about that another time. That was a bit cryptic. What's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will go for 8, because I think it should be higher up somewhere, but we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, Gordon, yeah. what do you reckon, mate? Uh, I think I'm also going to have to go for an 8. I'm going to sound like a, I'm going to a concur kind of guy now, actually, because I wrote down 8 out of 10 on my notes before. Uh-huh. There you go. So I think we're all on the same page then. We're all going to give Distant Sun an 8 out of 10, which is not bad for a song which I've admitted is my least favourite on Unleashed Memories. But as I say, it's still a great song. So there we go, Distant Sun. That brings us to a close today on the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, you can get in contact with us in all the normal means. You can go for our website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You can contact us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Empty Spiral And, of course, there's Twitter, which is at Empty Spiral Net. Please do get in contact with us. Uh, if you want your five minutes of fame, or possibly even ten if you're lucky, you can join us on the podcast. You can review songs with us. You can uh, laugh at us when we get the questions wrong in the quiz and other stuff. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> we've got another quiz coming up soon I'm sure of it which is a great opportunity for Mike to make his boing noises yeah. anyway I might, I might throw that in for next week <laughs> oh no I can't oh, I'll do some homework now alright well thanks again for listening everybody and I uh, look forward to speaking to you all soon thanks very much cheers, cheers guys cheers.